It's Tim Albright with an AV Nation special celebrating International Women's Day the entire month of March. Uh, with me today is Rebecca Meyer from AVISPL. Welcome, ma'am. Welcome. Hello. Uh, tell folks before we get started, you know, kind of what you do with, with AVISPL. It's a, it's a pretty good sized company. So, you know, depending on where you are geographically and, and you know, you might have different interactions with Rebecca. Yeah, so uh, my, uh, my official title is uh, National Strategic Alliance Director for Corporate Real Estate. And I specifically manage the JLL Synergy Program, you know, the JLL Corporate yep. Real Estate, the big giant. So I manage a program on a global basis where we try to go in um, after the broker sells the property. Um, the, the intention is for the likes of us to do the, the design build and then to execute the project. Very cool. Yeah, that's got to be very interesting, especially on the global scale. JLL is quite quite sizable. Absolutely. Uh, one of the overarching questions that that ninety percent of us in the industry will will ask each other at some point in time is how you got involved in the industry. How'd you get How'd you get into this crazy business? Uh, and there are answers as far as wide as I used to be in a rock band to you know um, I fell into it. Uh, so Rebecca, uh, fr- from from that aspect, uh, how did you get involved in the AV industry? I actually uh, came out from the networking side. I actually got into it about 25 years ago. It dates me. Um, I was selling uh, routers and switches, if you're familiar with Cisco. Um, I was the token ring side of the business with Bay Networks and whatnot. And then there was Cisco. And, but that's how I got into it, was selling the network piece of it. Oh, very cool. That actually has to be an interesting side because as more and more things get put on the network, you know, you, you've, you've got that experience and, and that expertise that some folks still in the industry don't have. So absolutely. Yeah. So it was actually, you know, my motto was build it and it'll come. <laughs> so, and it did. Just, and it just, did. <laughs> just All right. So, so one of the things, and, and, and you came again, 20, 25 years ago, selling, you know, the network and then coming into AV. Talk for a second about some of, of your experiences and some of those challenges being a woman, both in IT, but now also being a woman in AV. What were some of those challenges that you, that you faced and, and how, did you, how did you overcome them? Yeah, so um, I got into the business to managing the office level. And, you know, it, uh, and, and then I pretty much found myself taking care of the, the, you know, the, the demonstration products, the, uh, the sales calls and whatnot. And so um, I learned that at an early age um, that... I was seeing my counterparts, the salespeople making, you know, upwards of 150,000. And I came in into the business making only 25,000, which was a a big difference right there. Um, And then in three years, I kept saying, I can do this. I can do this job because I was actually taking care of everything on the back end. And it's like, I can do this on on the front end as well. So when I approached management to ask if I could do it, they pretty much said, well, no, you're, you're, you're a woman or you're a mom. And it was like, it was astounding to me. That was like 20 some years ago. And, you know, I didn't think much of it at that time, but, you know, I was upset and it drove me to want to do it more. Cause someone tells me I can't do it. I'm going to do it. Um, it just, that was it. And then um, it was the money that drove me as well, because I wanted that money to be had for me. And then it was like, when someone tells me I can't do it, that just drove me to do it. So talk about for a second about the, the money side, because that is at, that's, that's fascinating to me because I, I want to have that conversation. So many people will, will take a look at that statement and go, well, she's greedy, right? Or, or it's all about the money. That's not the point, right? That, that is not the point. Um, explain why that's not the point. Explain why it doesn't make you greedy to want the money. 
because I was doing their jobs. I was doing it from this perspective that, you know, they, that was back when they, they call them and then they didn't get the answer and they, they get kicked back to me, you know, at the office level, you know, that was during the, you know, the POTS lines and whatnot. So I would always get the calls and then they'd always ask me to do something. They'd ask me to get the demonstration product ready. They'd ask me to do the training manual. So I always end up doing the job myself. And it's like, damn, I can do this job. And it was not the money. It was just like, I'm doing their jobs, except for not being out there talking to the clients. I'm doing it. And they knew it. And they would always be pleasant. They were nice. They'd go, oh, you're doing a great job. But that I wasn't getting compensated for it. So when you, when you look at, at that aspect, and, you're not, and you also said you're not out there talking to the clients or the customers, do you think part of that was the, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, what, what, what part was, was holding you back from talking to the clients? Because eventually, obviously you did. Now today for, for AVISPL, you're, you're dealing directly with, with a client, a right. good-sized client. What do you think was holding you back on, on you know, the opportunity to, to get in front of the client then? They were. They, they were holding me back. And then that's when I approached them to say that I can do this job. I want to do the job. I've had three years of doing this job you know, at the office level, taking care of all you guys, so to speak, it's time for me. I want to go outside sales. I want to step outside. Um, so there was nothing, in, you know, in me holding me back. It was they holding me back. Um, and then I approached them a good half dozen times, and then they finally gave in and they said, okay, you can do it. So was it, is it the persistence? Is it, persistence. you know, the persistence? And, well, I was going to say the persistence and kind of the, the stack of evidence saying, look, you know, I've been doing this anyway. Um, yep. You might as well let me try. You might, might as well let me do it. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it was just like, you know, just, I won't back down. I just didn't back down. I just kept pushing. And finally they said, okay. And it was, you know, literally about a year after they let me, they let me go outside wow. sales. And then it was, I was successful thereafter and exponentially thereafter, thereafter, thereafter with every career move that I made. But yeah, it took time for persistence and, and I just wouldn't back down. <laughs> Good. When you, when you look at, at, at women uh, in the industry that, that are kind of where you were, right? Um, where do you see similarities in, in kind of facing those same obstacles that you had 20, 25 years ago? And what aspects do you think uh, are better uh, than, than when you first got started? Uh, comparably to now? Yes. You're saying? Um, oh, I think that it's, it's uh, marketably better, um, you know, from where I started, you know, uh, tremendously, but I still see some of the challenges that they're running into, um, you know, it's subtle, but it's not as prolific as when I started by, by any stretch. It's Why, I, I've, I've heard the word subtle and, and there's two ways to take subtle. So I'm just going to ask you straight up. When you say it's subtle, why, why do you think it's subtle? Is it, is it because you think that it's it's less pronounced or, or less common, or do you think it's because you know folks are finding different ways, um, either overtly or covertly, um, to to discriminate? Um, I think it's all of the above, actually. Um, you know, it's still out there, but there's more awareness to to treat us to to, to treat the woman better and to be you know to to respect them. Um, I do say that, um, and I start seeing that more and more than when they did when I started. I think they're getting where we are getting more respect in the industry for sure. Because when I started, you know, even when I did go outside sales, there was some clients that would say that I, I lost credibility because I was a girl and they'd say, oh, they, they refer to me as that girl or that I'd be guilty until proven innocent. Like the, the solution that I put in front of them, um, it, it, it failed. 
I was guilty until I proved it right. And I found myself having to have a sales engineer with me each and every time. And it had to be a, you know, a male. And then he would back up everything that I would just say. And then they go, okay. So that, that was frustrating. Well, yeah, absolutely. It has to be because it, it, it's, this is going to sound condescending, but needing quote unquote, needing a man to validate your, your design. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what it was. Talk for a second about the the need for mentorship. We we mentioned the fact that you know women that, that are coming up today have a different experience than you did, but there's still a need for kind of you know showing them and and, and helping them walk through some of those trials, some things that they may not have ever ever um, encountered. So how you know how do you reach out or how do you make sure that you're available to you know other women in the industry to help them and and you know kind of mentor them? Yeah. So. Um... I do that today um, very often, and I pretty much, it's more of a mentality thing to say, stay strong. I mean, they're smart. They know what they're doing, but I always tell them to stay the course, um, stay true to yourself, um, and it'll come. Um, but it, it's really more the psychological thing that I would say. It's none of, their, none of the abilities by any stretch of the means. It's just staying strong and stay the course. Um, and then I would just say, just don't back down. And and it's just, it's all more mental than anything. Yeah. One of the aspects of, of these conversations that I, that I find really interesting is there, there have been a handful of women who haven't had uh, negative um, encounters, negative um, um, discrimination against them and, and God bless them and God bless their employers for, for not right. Um, how do we, how do we take some of those experiences and, and kind of, you know, plant those in, in other companies, right? How do we take the, the culture that, that those women are, have been able and, and been fortunate to be in and transplant that culture? How do we transplant that, the idea, or, or at least the, the mentality that has allowed them to flourish in a supportive, you know, community? Um, I would say to duplicate what they're doing um, in, into, in, in interject it into the businesses that they're in today. I think it's just the positive reinforcement. It's just the positive reinforcement continually because that's really by osmosis that people will start to listen and start to learn um, and, and everything that goes with it. So it's just stay in the course. It really is. Um, it's, not, it's nothing about teaching them anything. It's just staying positive for them. And it's all mental. It's all mental. All right. Last question here. And I, I preface it by saying you are not near retirement. Um, so we're, we're not going to, you know, but you are going to retire someday. When you do, what do you what do you want to look back on the AV industry, and, and what do you want to have seen change? Well, I would say that more women would come into the industry. I would like to see that. I'd like to see that a lot, um, and it has. I mean, from the twenty some years that I've been in the industry, there has been quite a bit of women. I mean, even within AVISPL, there's been tremendous growth with women in in the business. And I smile every time I see them on video. I smile every time I see them at the global sales meeting. And it just, it's lovely to see them up on stage winning the awards as they deserve. Um, so it's, it's a small, it's, it's transitioning and it's starting to happen. And I'm so happy to see that. I'm so delighted because when I came into the business, there was probably maybe 5% of the women and they were pretty much in roles, I would say in the supporting roles, they weren't you know, the sales account managers, they weren't talking to clients. They were all in supportive roles. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Rebecca Meyer from AVI SPL. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, how do people connect with you or AVI SPL if they are so inclined? 
um, they can reach out to me uh, at my email at rebeccameyer at avispl.com or you can find me at LinkedIn. Um, or if anybody wants to call me, they can more than do that. If you want to, if I can give my phone number, it's okay. It's 224-634-5279. Call me. All right, there you go. Rebecca Meyer from AVISPL. Thank you, ma'am, so much. Uh, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. Find more of these interviews with fantastic women in the AV industry uh, all the month of March. All that and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. 